0: The international game has made the marks kill a Hello,
1: everybody, and welcome to episode forty eight of Hoop Darshan.
0: Hoop Darshan.
1: Episode number forty-eight, Karan. Uh, can I tell you a fact about jersey number forty-eight? There's only um, been there's only been two players who have ever worn it. Obviously, we are now ever in history. Ever in history, and one wow. of them is as recent as uh, Chicago Bulls veteran Nazi Muhammad.
0: Oh, Nazi <laughs> Muhammad is the man. Yeah, 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 he's amazing. Okay, he
1: is. He is. <laughs> Him and uh, some other person called Walt Gilmore who played for the Portland Tailblazers in 1971. So, that's it. We're, we are reaching such high numbers now that oh, okay. we're running out of players. Uh, which is definitely a good thing, I think.
0: <laughs> well, well, fun fact about Nazir Muhammad. I'm not sure if he's retired yet. I don't feel like Googling. But he was yeah. one of the last... Um, he, he was one of the surprising players from, players from the 90s. Drafted in the 90s who was still in the NBA. There's yeah. only like three or four left. And he was one of them until recently.
1: Oh, it's incredible! I, I don't think he played uh, in this season, but um, based on his basketball reference page, his last games was in the season <laughs> of two thousand fifteen sixteen, and he played. Oh, okay. For OKC. Oh. Wow. Okay.
0: Yes, I know, but yeah, yeah.
1: That is a fun piece of nugget that nobody signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: a great way to start. Uh, <laughs> a podcast where we have to cover so much, like much more important shit. <laughs> uh, exactly,
1: exactly. Uh, it is the starting br- with... Uh, yeah, it, it, it is the middle of June, 15th of June, which means at the time of recording that we now have new NBA champions. We Yes, we do. Let's let's briefly talk about it. I know we'll talk about it later after the special guest section, but... Um, I know you want to say I told you so, Karan. Is there anything else you want to say?
0: I just wanted to say that I told you so. That's all. That's <laughs> <laughs> is. So, I, I want to build this whole scene up, actually. You and other in a preview episode very confident of the Cavs' abilities just because you wanted karma for KD. But yeah. karma doesn't happen, guys. It's the best team wins and the Warriors were just light That's years true. ahead. You know, I... I consider them one of the greatest teams of all time. So, That is
1: yeah. true. Um, so, I, I don't know if like if you go back and listen to that episode, I don't think Adarsh and me were confident about it. It's more like that's what we wanted to happen. And yeah. <laughs> <obviously>, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's so funny. Yeah. It, it was so one-sided. was uh, and it's, it's a bit surprising because uh, I heard a couple of podcasts and read a couple of interviews after that. And a lot of the Golden State team, especially Steve Kerr, um, seems to think that this is the best Cavs team that they've played. Uh, that's probably saying something.
0: I actually agree with him on that. Like the, this, this Cavs team was obviously the first year uh, Kyrie and Love were hurt. Yeah. And last year, the Cavs sort of stumbled in the finals. They weren't looking that good. And this year, they... They were as domin- almost as dominant in the East as um, the Warriors were in the West. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think that, that's what makes me respect Warriors' victory even more. The Cavs, I think, are one of the great teams for of this of like this particular era. Yeah. But the Warriors are one of the greatest teams of all time, of every era. So, like, that, that really was the difference. Any other year, we'd be calling these Cavs the super team, you know, if the Warriors would exist. That's right. Um, but the Warriors do exist. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yes. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, I think it's it's time to tell our listeners that uh, recently crowned NBA champion and NBA Finals MVP, Kevin Durant is going to be in India
0: soon. How hyped is that? The, yes, uh, NBA champ and Finals MVP, Kevin Durant. That's... He's coming to India, I think, in just a couple of weeks, actually. Uh, and, and they made this annu- this is, isn't new we've talked about this on Hoop Darshan before they made this announcement I think around the All-Star weekend Yeah. so KD was going to come to India either way and uh, it would have been you know it, 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 even for sort of KD haters they would, it, well I mean I guess KD haters would have liked to go and, and jeer him but it is always a better story to see someone come with such a positive mood because if he had come to India after a loss I don't know man like th- those Indians summers would feel way worse than they're gonna feel now (laughs) that's true i bet Um, the butter
1: chicken wouldn't have tasted as good
0: now the butter chicken would have tasted good anyways that that i was just i was just testing
1: you (laughs) (laughs) i know i I know know you're loyal to the
0: butter chicken um and and in the, actually, if if you, I just heard the Bill Simmons podcast with Kevin Durant a few hours ago, and he shouts out this this trip to India. Like they asked him, what do you do next? What's your next plan? And that was the first thing he said. We're going to India because, uh, and yeah, he's coming to India to officially launch the NB Academy in Greater Noida. The academy's obviously been functional for about a month or two months already, but KD will make it sort of he'll make the splash. Of course, of course.
1: He always joins the, the best things that are coming up. Uh, no, no cheap shots left there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, now, now um, I sound now I sound like a sore loser, but that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I will I will go down on that boat. Um, <laughs> yeah. So th- that's that's really exciting news. Uh, and speaking of um, exciting news, uh, the junior nationals just got completed in India as well. And this is, yeah. typ- this is typically a tournament where we get to see the up-and-coming players
0: uh, in, the, in the country. This is under-18, right? Uh, yeah, they're under-18s and uh, it was also in Greater Noida.
1: It was also in Greater Noida. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, and I believe the winners are Tamil Nadu in the girls' section and Punjab in the boys' section. Uh, w- what can you tell us about this tournament, right?
0: Um, I mean, it's... You know, it's interesting. Uh, we sort of... The, the, the generalization of Indian basketball talent I'm not saying this is true but these are these are the generalizations usually is that um, the best male players are coming from Punjab and the best female players are coming from the south even though Chhattisgarh has like a real bone in that now yeah um, uh, and this tournament sort of showed like that that this is set to continue for at least a few more years that you know the Punjab's boys team were the champions and they they played at an incredible level there's a bunch of young players who will um, who surely play for Team India in a few years, and then the same thing for Tamil Nadu girls who, um, who finished as the the women's champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they have a lot of talent, and I think um, I also want to shout out the girls from Uttar Pradesh, my home state, and uh, particularly uh, the star player Vashnavi Yadav, who's just who's going to be the the next like crazy, crazy lights out scorer for India. Oh, that's
1: incredible! I was just going to ask you if there are any big names that we should watch out for names that might come up in the in the
0: big league uh, in a few years time um i mean i guess i'll say yeah among the girls definitely um uh and uh, from from tamil nadu i think is girl named pushpa who uh, who played really well mm-hmm. um and uh, punjab has a bunch of guys like mandeep singh mandeep singh Gurvinder singh they're all they're all gonna be they, they're all going to be a big deal in the, few, in the next few years. And I think uh, Kerala's boys team, actually, they lost in the finals, but mm-hmm. they have a lot of talent too. So watch out for them. Watch out for um, Sh- Shrikala from Kerala, from mm-hmm. Kerala's girls team. Kerala, Kerala women also have an endless supply of like incredibly talented players. So I yeah. think Kala is going to be the next one. Um, it's fun to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. and I, um, I think we must also mention while we're talking about you know the 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 next best players to come out of uh, into Indian basketball. Mm-hmm. That our senior men's team are uh, are actually heading out to a major tournament of their own. That's right.
1: The the BRICS tournament,
0: which I did not know existed till uh, I read your article earlier today. I uh, did not know it existed until yesterday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I found out that they they host the BRICS. You know, <clears throat> the BRICS countries are Brazil, Russia, India, <clears throat> China, and South Africa. And they host these BRICS games, sort of like the BRICS version of the Commonwealth Games.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, every year, wherever the, the BRICS conference is happening. Okay. But not all the sports happen every year. Apparently, the sports change. Oh, like, wow. it, they only play a few disciplines. And this year, as far as I know, is the first time there's a BRICS basketball thing. Or at least the first time India's... Um, it's great, though, because the FIBA Asia Cup is coming up in August. Yeah. So this is perfect practice for us. We get to play... I hope we get, it's a round-robin tournament. So, if all the teams play, mm-hmm. we're going to play Brazil, we're going to play uh, Russia, we're going to play China. And South Africa is pretty good too. But those first three are legitimately like top 20 ranked teams in the world. That's true. That's
1: true. I, I don't know if they'll send their best teams, but it'll still be an amazing experience for uh, uh, for our guys. Who are, I believe, except for Amit Pal Singh, sending a proper full-strength A team, right?
0: We're sending the full strengthing. Amjot is back, of course. The Shesh is there, uh, and Amritpal isn't there for a very good reason because Amritpal is out in uh, Australia. He 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 got called up to be in the rookie camp for the Sydney team for the Sydney Kings. So, uh, which is which is exciting news. Ho- hopefully, we we see more of more from that soon.
1: That is that is definitely exciting news. Uh, Sydney Kings, in fact, are the only team last year that made use of the Asia Asian players lot, and they. Picked up a player from China whose name I can't remember right now, but uh, it, they're pr- they're probably one of the more advanced teams out there. So it's,
0: it's definitely positive news, and hopefully he gets to he gets to play in the NBA. I'm um, I'm pretty sure he will. Like from from the sounds of it, they really like his, his skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, oh, look, and I'm sure you
1: six foot eleven centers don't grow on trees exactly. So
0: yeah, and he's he, he, he's he's mobile, he's agile, he's got like. He's got great defensive sort of instincts. He like he's an incredible pick and roll finisher. Like he's a he's a poor man's Indian Amarist out um, Yeah, that's, that's
1: actually a really good description. <laughs>
0: um, I, I, I'm hoping on you and the Indian contingent to be there to to be to be supporting him in Australia.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's he's in the wrong city right now, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely make make the supporters count.
0: Um. Well we we'll need to call our uh, previous uh, Australian guest Iban uh, e- Hes from who's, who's I think in Sydney, to be the leading force out there.
1: that's right that's right we've got, we've got people all over uh, we we'll, we'll figure it out
0: for sure <laughs> for sure. Uh,
1: so uh, I think it's time to move on to the special guest <laughs> section of our podcast, and this this special guest we have this this time out is is really, really special. Um, why don't you introduce her to the, our listeners Karen?
0: It's definitely one of the most like uh, exciting new news in Indian basketball. Uh, Kavita Akula, who is uh, from from Chhattisgarh, she uh, I think she's twenty three years old right now. Um, she has become the oh, so I'm sorry, she's just twenty one years old, and uh, she has become the first Indian to receive full scholarship to a D one basketball college in the U S. Uh, that was a original eight, along with Satnam Singh, back in 2009-10, uh, who who were sent, who, who got a scholarship to go play in the IMG Academy. She was only 13 or 14 years old then. Um, and <clears throat> after IMG, two years in D2 at um, in Kansas, and 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 she really impressed. And now she'll be going to Grand Canyon U- University to play to be the starting point guard. It's super, it's super, super exciting news.
1: Oh, absolutely. And for for fans back home. Uh, I think you'll be able to check her out uh, during the FIBA Asia Women's Cup, which happens in Bangalore in little more than a month's time, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, she's practicing with the Indian team, and that is where um, that, that, that that is where she she spoke to me from uh, on the phone. She's she's in Bangalore. Um, so uh, you unfortunately could not join us for this conversation, but I had I had, I had to hold forth. You know, like Kevin Durant got hurt, and Steph Curry had to sort of. Uh, continue the the team's hot um, hot streak.
1: That's right, man. We're we're better. We're a better team than the Golden State Warriors. In in, in what sport? I'm not too sure, but uh, we're there.
0: Uh, yeah. So 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 we'll see how, how well I, I help court alone. Anyways, here's my interview with Kavita. So I'm super excited to welcome Kavita Akula on the Hoop Darshan podcast. Kavita is has made history. She's the the first Indian to receive full college scholarship to play Division basketball, and she'll be going to Grand Canyon University. Uh, Kavita, how are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
0: Kavita, it's great to have you. Um, so, where are you right now?
2: I'm in Bangalore right now in the Indian camp.
0: Okay. Kavita, I think after uh, how many years have you been in the U.S. now?
2: This will be my eighth year.
0: See, because your accent has changed. Uh. <laughs> when I when I first met you, uh, you know, I, I think you were you you were just coming out from uh, you from Bilai, in Bilai in Chhattisgarh. Yeah, I'm from
2: Bilai, Chhattisgarh.
0: Yeah, I, I think you guys were all 13 years old, uh, if you remember, Kavita, and uh, yeah. you, your voice was very different then. <laughs>
2: yeah because I learned English in US so it was a little different.
0: <laughs> so was it challenging for you? the um, the first few years uh, you must have had a sort of like a language barrier when you were when you first went to the IMG Academy.
2: Uh, at the beginning it was really tough because since we were only 13 yeah. and going into 14 and leaving family friends, especially food, you know food is the biggest.
0: It is definitely the biggest.
2: Yeah, so that what food
0: did you miss the most?
2: Ah, I think I missed every single thing.
0: <laughs> no, but there must be some specific favorite dish, no?
2: Um, No, I mean, being in the US, you will miss every single thing, I feel like. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah.
0: so, you don't like American food yet or do you have a favorite American food that has been able to make up for it?
2: I just like salad, but that's not even American. So I don't like American foods at all because they use like a lot of, you know, oily stuff and fries and burgers since I don't eat beef and pork. So that's another factor as well.
0: It is it is challenging the, um, uh, if you if you don't eat certain meats in the U.S. But see, the reason I ask this question of every, every guest because the thing I always miss the most is butter chicken. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is always the go-to. It's not even, nothing even comes close. So whenever I'm... Yeah. Probably, um, but but you are back in India now, Kavita, and you are uh, yeah, I'm,
2: yeah.
0: So you're practicing with the national team in Bangalore. Um, yes. I tell am. me, so you spent the last two years with uh, Garden State Community College.
2: Yeah.
0: So tell me, how, uh, I mean, besides the obvious changes, we know that the, the level of basketball is different between even a D2 college in the US and and if you compare to the national team in India. But yeah. what do you feel is the change in style? Coming from the US, especially after playing for so many years in the US, to now practicing with the Indian team.
2: I mean, when I was in IMG, it was really different, and then going from IMG to Garden City, Kaminka, it was like a little different and mentality. It's a junior college, so everybody is like not trying to be a great player, you know. Hmm. So it was a little different, and then now working with Coach Zoran, uh, he's from Serbia. So, I think the way he, like, explains things, it's kind of similar to Garden City. The way he's trying to, like, um, build up, like, this team, it's kind of like Garden City. So, it just push the ball and, like, cut and pass and then screen away, this kind of stuff. So, I've been doing it for two years, so.
0: So, so they are using a lot of uh, advanced sort of offensive tactics and defensive tactics in the Indian camp?
2: Yes, they are right now.
0: That that's just awesome to hear, and um, so I want to go back to your uh, you know your Garden City days, and I, first of all, I mean the big news is that that you received that, that scholarship, um, after two very successful years in Garden City, so now that you, now you're going to Grand Canyon, um, f- first tell me how you heard about the scholarship.
2: Uh, to be honest, uh, two or three weeks ago, before I signed, I didn't have any scholarship, and I was like freaking out and like. Calling my coaches and stuff like that and they were like just wait just wait like something will come up and then We decided to make uh, highlight game films. Maybe mm. you saw it. I don't know And then I posted on Facebook and then I was talking to Grand Canyon a year ago Yeah, but somehow I didn't end up there and then I end up in Garden City again, and then uh, They hired all these new staff and coach Nicole Paul She actually contacted coach Nick and then he told me that hey this college is like you know so, and then at the end I chose Grand Canyon and St. Francis in Pennsylvania and then I visited both of them and I really like Grand Canyon and coaching staff and yeah. coach Nicole she played at like higher level in college and she played at WNBA and overseas so that was the biggest factor
0: so yeah I mean um I think one of the major reasons would have been that Coach Powell has been hired by Grand Canyon to be their coach now, right? Your your former coach? Yes. Um, yeah. And Grand Canyon University is in Phoenix and Arizona. So you would have spent... Uh, y- y- you're going from, from Kansas to Arizona. So you are in the heart of America, as as, as heart of America as it gets. How has that experience yeah. been for you? Uh,
2: going City, I... I didn't enjoy Garden City. I mean, I don't like Garden City at all. But I really like the college because in Garden City there's nothing to do.
0: You have made all your fans from, uh, from from your, your old college money really and unhappy now.
2: Yeah,
0: they are. <laughs> yeah. And so, and what about Phoenix? My... So, you liked Phoenix at yes. in your visit?
2: Oh yeah, I really like Phoenix, and they have a lot of Indian restaurants. Garmsir doesn't have a lot of Indian restaurants, so okay. <laughs> that's another thing.
0: It's yeah. it, it's an important factor. So so and, and what do you know about Grand Canyon's um, basketball program? It's a D1 school. Um, what, what 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 more do you kn- do you know about the basketball history and the recent program? Um, so so what role do you hope to play for um, for Grand Canyon's team now?
2: I will be the point guard, slash, I'll be the leader.
0: Okay. Um yeah. and, and, and and do you think you'll be starting?
2: Yeah, because they don't have point guard. That's why they included me, so okay. I will start.
0: That's great yeah. to hear. Um, and you said the season begins in October, right?
2: Yeah, like, I mean, we're going to play like preseason, but the real season going to start
0: October. Okay, okay. So, Kavita, I, I sort of want to take you back a little bit. You know, we started this conversation when uh, by talking about um, how you guys were recruited to the IMG Academy. Um, so, I, I want to sort of talk about those early days. You know, um, this was back in two thousand nine or two thousand ten, when when yeah. when when the group of eight, you know, the famous group of eight, uh, Satnam was in this group. Uh, You're in this group. I think Barkha Sonkar was in this group. Um,
2: yeah.
0: You guys all were picked And this is the only time it's been done And all 8 of you were sent to MG Academy from, And most of you from, from small cities in India You know, from small towns So, tell me your very first memories of the USA
2: Sorry, what you said the last...
0: Tell, tell me your first memories uh, That you had, or the first impressions that you have from the US Oh,
2: first memory I had was... Walking into the basketball gym and looking at
0: Michelle, which huh. was our coach. Okay.
2: And I was so scared because I couldn't speak English. Hmm. And you know she's tall and huge, and I was so scared. I was like, Oh my gosh! I need to spend my four years with her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you said that obviously you know the language and the food were some of the challenges. Um, in terms of yeah. in terms of getting ready in basketball shape. W- was that challenging in the beginning? Because I remember, uh, uh, I've spoken often to Satnam about this too. And he spent the first year just in the weight room. He didn't actually get to play basketball so much. He just had to be first be in shape and then get step on court more often, uh, uh, more regularly, so to say. So did you go through the same thing?
2: Uh, for Saddam, it's a little bit different because he was tall and he wasn't ready hmm. but for me like I had to get in shape of course and mm-hmm. weight room was the toughest thing because you know I was only 14 mm-hmm. and in India we don't lift like, at the age of 14, yep. we don't lift at all and then going from no lifting to like heavy lifting mm-hmm. it was difficult, really difficult.
0: Mm-hmm um and you and you talked about how you know how it was different for satnam do you what are your memories of him you know now obviously he's become such a big deal he got drafted to the nba he's um, you know he, he has a netflix documentary uh, made after him but you you guys knew him when he was you know that innocent kid out of punjab in the same group as you going through the same struggles early on you know um what are your early, early memories of satnam
2: Early memories. I just remember we used to play um, hide and seek all the time.
0: <laughs> In, at IMG. <laughs> yeah,
2: at IMG. Every night, <laughs> the first three months we used to play hide and seek all the time. So yeah, that was the <laughs> memories from them.
0: And uh, and what about on court? Like how, how did the group of you? So you know, for example, the, I think the girls were you, Burka, Bar- and who were the two other girls?
2: swamya from delhi and puja from chhattisgarh but they stopped playing
0: basketball yeah yeah i I know swamya came back pretty early um so yeah so so what are your memories of the the four of you uh, at first sort of trying to learn um or or make your way into you know the img basketball teams
2: uh early memories were kind of like because Samya knew knew like how to you know because she studied in english medium of course she knew what all the people are talking about. So she was trying to help us and mm-hmm. uh, other players too. Trying to help each other. If somebody understands something, they will explain it to other people. Stuff mm-hmm. like that.
0: So. And I mean, now uh, you know, speaking of the English medium thing, that also sort of remi- that that sort of like made me think. I think from the whole group of this, your English has probably improved the most. So was it because you just took extra attention in making sure that you learned the language?
2: Uh, When I was there my first year, I didn't talk to a lot of people because, you know, I was just learning. But I remember my second semester, I stopped hanging out with all the Indian people and Mm. I made more American friends Mm -hmm. so I can, like, improve. I remember one of my teachers was telling me, you need to watch um, English movies and make (laughs) American friends, you know, improve. (laughs) So that's what I did. So I have a lot of them.
0: So, can you tell me which English movie has had the greatest effect on your la- on your English language? Hello. Hi, uh, Kavita. Can you hear me? Uh, Kavita.
2: I watch a uh, lot. Everything.
0: Yeah.
2: I watch everything. It's nothing specific. I mean, I like funny movies, but I I prefer everything.
0: It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um so i mean uh, speaking of your improvements in language and and in other ways how would you say your your game on court has improved over over the last you know over the last few years especially after the two years at garden state what what, what would you say about your game has improved the most
2: Uh, i think i grew as a player and now i can read the code better and especially like Different personalities, include, you know. Mm-hmm. Just learning different different players, when to pass, and what's their weaknesses and strength, and where to pass, which person basically like that.
0: And what would you say you've learned, you know, like from all of these things? What do you think is something that you've learned specifically in the US that that you wish uh, players in India knew more about, or something players in India could focus more on?
2: Uh, push themselves when it's like toughest time, especially when they get hurt hmm. not like you know, heavy injury, but like a little bit. Hmm. They need to like learn how to push themselves. And even though I know like it hurts, but still,
0: well, I mean, Kavita, you, you are still really young, but but I think because of your experience, you can sort of bring a new sort of your experience, and also the fact that you're a point guard, so you're in a natural role of leadership. You, you can bring that sort of maturity and um, that leadership to the Indian national team. Um, how are the preparations going for in, in Bangalore right now with with the rest of the players?
2: We are working really hard and Coach Jaran and Coach Shibadi is trying really hard. Hmm. Make sure everybody knows what we are doing and we are watching a bunch of like games, films and like practice films so we know what we are doing wrong and stuff like that
0: so um what role do you expect to play for for this national team would you again be the one of, one of the starting guards uh
2: i don't know i mean yeah <laughs> i don't know but i'm trying hard
0: yeah
2: and i'm working hard so
0: who, who are the top guards in uh, in the probable team right now
2: uh top point guards are me barka and ashwarya from tamil nadu yeah yeah
0: yeah. And with Burka, especially, you must have like an like an extra special bond, right? Because both of you have been, you're bo- first of all, you're both from small small towns and you both got recruited for the IMG program. You both play the point guard position. You must have practiced e- against each other a lot. Yeah, we
2: do. Yeah.
0: So, now, now, now's your chance to tell us, who wins those one-on-one games more often?
2: Uh, I would <laughs> say it's
0: equal, I mean. Of <laughs> that, that's a <laughs> very a diplomatic hard. answer
2: we both try hard let's put it that way (laughs) both
0: teams played hard okay yeah Um, so uh, now this tournament is going to be the FIBA Asia Women's Cup which is basically the biggest women's uh, championship that India plays in it's going to happen in India it will be in Bangalore it will be in the courts that you guys are practicing on so are you excited that the championship is at home are you going to have family members come to watch you uh
2: Right now, they are planning on coming, but I don't know if something comes up, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And But I'm super excited because it's in India. And some of my friends and family can come and see me play. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, of course, having um, the, the Indian fans cheering you on and the fact that other teams now have to play to our conditions. We'll have those advantages, right? Yeah. Do you Are, are you excited about the fact that you get to play in an international tournament and still eat Indian food?
2: Oh, definitely. <laughs> you don't know how much I miss
0: Indian food. <laughs> What's the first thing you have then when you when you can get back from the states? What's your good? Uh, like whenever I come back, my first like I have to have the because you know the flights land late in the at night, so yeah. the first meal is always breakfast, and uh, I have to have aloo paratha. I I cannot function without it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Well, whenever I used to land in New Delhi, I used to go and eat a paratha, some kind of paratha, you know, Yeah. but since I was in Southside, so they made us, um, uh, what was that? I think it was dosa. I don't remember because <laughs> I've been having dosa every day, basically.
0: All right. But you, you need to stay in game shape though. Like the, the, the dosas can, can get super greasy.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Kavita, let's get back to the team. What hope do you have for India's performances? We, we fell down to level two after 2015. Um, I think you were in that team too, but, but, but you didn't get to play. Now you come back with a different role, you're more experienced. Um, and, and I think this team is getting more practice than the team two, two years ago did. Um, what what expect, expectations do you have for Team India in this tournament?
2: I will do anything. Like I'll give my best to bring Indian team in April. Of course, everybody else is trying that. So we have a great team, and we just need to focus. And whenever it's time to play, give every person everything on the field. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Kavita, it's great that that you're taking that time to come back to India to play because you know, it, it is it is strenuous to to play at high level in the U.S. and then. You know, in your summer time, which should be your off time, you play even more basketball. Um, n- now that you're back and you've seen the way you know women's basketball works in the U.S., um, what do you feel is is lacking in the women's game in India? Do you feel that that that, that we do enough? In my opinion, uh, you know, it, it, basketball is a pretty democratic sport. It's you know, it should be uh, fair and equal for both men and women. But obviously the men's team in every country gets a little bit more attention or at least in most countries so do you feel that in India and, and what do you think we can do in India to improve women's basketball
2: um, I mean yeah I do that I do feel that because men's team I mean they're good <laughs> just like for women's team I feel like this should be like working more hard you know hmm. and pushing themselves so the coaches and all the everybody else who's working towards Indian women's team they will be like oh we should put more effort into them you know
0: mm-hmm. so and um, e- even though you spent so many years abroad you've had a chance to see how the grassroots works in, in Indian basketball um, and I think one of the big problems with women, women's basketball in India is there's not that many um you know, options for job placements in basketball. And men have so many different units, but for women, I think there's only very few. Um, do you do you feel that that's a major roadblock? And and and, and what do you think needs to be done to help uh, to help change that?
2: I feel like since men have like you know I O B and all that other job, I feel like they should hire. They should have a female team as well. Yeah which would help all the females in india especially like the good ones you know i'm not saying everybody should get that but like at least the good ones who work hard hmm. they should get that and also like for men's team you guys have uba i think yeah yeah i feel like for the women's they should do something like that where they getting paid and you know
0: is this something that that you talk about with other uh, women players in india
2: yeah i definitely talked to them about
0: this so so so, so what is the, the the general opinion among you know the the top level like the, the women who take the sport seriously and who want to make a real career out of it
2: uh, actually we were actually talking last night about you know how men's team have uba tournaments and we don't have anything where really we're getting paid and mm-hmm. uh, they're like we don't get anything when we play basketball it's just we are playing because we love playing basketball you know mm-hmm. it's not like we getting anything and we just have rail based job and we don't have anything else like men's team. Mm-hmm. and i was like yeah that's for sure
0: well uh, kavita you, you are one of the exceptional ones because you you've been able to get a scholarship to play um and have the opportunity to play you know college abroad so uh, what are your future aims after this after uh, after your few years in Grand Canyon where do you want to see yourself in the future
2: um, I want to like play for India but if I can play overseas or somewhere professional I will definitely do that yeah. and of course I want to represent India and my major is business and I want to do something you know where I can settle down after that
0: Kavita, it's awesome to hear your ambition and just to see how far you've come over the last, you know, seven or eight years. I'm, I, I always remain super proud of all all eight of you. Um, So once again, congratulations on getting this amazing, amazing scholarship. Uh, you've really broken the barrier in, in, in for Indian basketball players. And um, best of luck for the FIBA Asia Women's Cup. I hope you guys kick some ass.
2: Thank you, sir. <laughs> we will we
0: will definitely <laughs> all right Kavita thank you for joining me on Hoop Darshan
2: thank you Baya thank you for having me
0: take care bye-bye Bye so I want to thank Kavita Akula for joining us for, for this conversation and I, I want to welcome back Kaushik uh, so uh, Kavita was super super confident about her uh, you know just about what, what she's achieved so far and about the, the road the road ahead for her she is. Uh, she will likely be competing for, or might get to start for the Indian women's team in a month uh, at the FIBA Asia Women's Cup. She, she is a star point guard and and like has this international experience of being a star point guard. So I'm pretty excited for the for the women's cup. We, it'll be at home, and um, you know we spoke to to Gina P.S. about this uh, Gina career about two months ago, and now we spoke to Kavita. and and we have a bunch of uh, a pretty confident bunch here.
1: Yeah. Uh- this was a conversation that I hated to miss out on, but uh, I'm really glad to hear uh, what you said about Kavita and how confident she is and how uh, she expects uh, to play in, the, in Bangalore in the tournament and and about her D1 scholarship as well. So um, exciting stuff for Indian women's basketball. We've never had uh, this kind of an achievement in, in the US college it's seen at the women's level. So uh, re- really, really amazing stuff.
0: Um so Kaushik before we finish the episode sh- sh- shall we return to um sh- shall we return way beyond back to the US to to Oakland to where finals mvp kevin durant finally rose the finally rose his two trophies oh absolutely um, what was your what was your uh, t- t- tell me some of like your takeaways from from these finals uh wh- where do you rank like the, this whole conversation first of all of like the warriors among the all time great teams
1: look i think uh, what we saw in in the finals was some something that's truly special this this team was unstoppable for the most part of it and it had to take like a mammoth effort uh, from Cleveland's part to sh- to score to score like record-breaking three-pointer attempts and, and and a crazy amount of pace and eighty-nine points and a half and stuff like that for just one victory, just th- yeah. that, that's how insane the series was. Uh, obviously, I think most of the world expected or wanted at the very least a closer series but we did not get that so yeah. it's just just how dominant golden state was from start to finish they didn't seem to have any weakness at all uh, if if you don't let them score from one area of the court they will from the other and the best part about this team is it's not just the offensive firepower that they have it's also that they are defensively as good so
0: it's it's they're elite defensively like yeah. clay was was unbelievable you yeah, know? and and people said he was struggling, but he was amazing.
1: Absolutely, I completely agree with you. So Kyrie Irving normally tends to dominate any <laughs> opposition, and he played well, mind you. He he still eventually got thirty something points per game, but Clay Thompson's defense on him was spectacular. He played he played
0: really well at home.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. In the two games at home, Kyrie was amazing. Yeah,
1: even game five for that matter, he was great. But uh, Clay Thompson's D was spectacular in all five games. And Kevin Durant, man, how unfair is uh, unfair is it that he's on the Warriors? It's uh, I can't see anybody stopping this team in the next two or three years. Can you?
0: I I agree. I think they're set for a, a long, long reign of terror. And uh, and I agree with you that it's it's so unfair because you know like KD averaged what thirty five and eight and shot fifty five percent in the finals, like something insane. While while playing amazing defense himself, I think uh, yeah. And it was sort of it was sort of great. First of all it was great to see him and LeBron like being forced to play man to man because usually what happens is that uh the like the two stars won't really guard each other.
1: Yeah.
0: But we saw this so like the Cleveland did not have the of having to rely on him. And I think that was one of the reasons why LeBron would get so tired by the end of the games because not only he did he have to do his things on offense, but he, he could not get a beat defensively either. Yeah. Um and KD on the other end played great D on LeBron too. So so not only the, the, was KD capable of that things, but uh, Steph Curry ended up with the ne- averaging near triple double. He had twenty seven, nine, and eight rebounds. In this, <laughs> he, like I think he out rebounded Tristan Thompson. Yeah, and look, he,
1: Steph Curry is always an underrated rebounder. He's he's really good at rebounding uh, for his yeah. size, especially. But man, Steph is Steph is impressive as well, and I can't I can't find faults with anyone. Uh, how how he, Golden State played, and he, I I will even admit that Draymond Green was was pretty good and useful um, he, he went through a lot of foul trouble in the beginning but man this team this is a historic
0: really this is a historic moment in hoopdarshan history <laughs> 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 the first time since hoopdarshan began
1: i know right i don't have anything <laughs> negative to say about him
0: but uh, uh, look, so i was going to say uh i i think, uh, I, I, I think curry um, Curry, I think, may have been the greatest player in a finals-winning team not mm-hmm. to win finals MVP. Although, or the greatest performance, like, his 27, 9, and 8 were by far the second-best uh, performance in his own team. Which is so insane to think, can I actually feel that puts those two in the conversation of also the greatest duos ever.
1: Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. I'm just, like, not ready to jump on that kind of stuff yet because uh, it's just not fair to I'm teams... Jumped- is this not fair to teams that have actually won two or three in a row? Uh, I'm yeah. like I'm I'll gladly call it when that happens. But uh, yeah. so so what do you think, current? Like uh, I have a, like a two and two point question with this. The first one, I think. The second one, I think okay. I already know your answer. Uh, if anyone who follows your okay. Twitter, they will also know this. But I'm curious to know what you think uh, in the last say seven or eight years of uh, of teams that have reached the finals let's start from the mm. from the Celtics big three for that matter yeah, Who, yeah which which team do you think plays this current Golden State Warriors the closest or the best
0: so um, I think there's three teams there's, there's the Celtics big three team for yeah. sure like they were uh, they, they, they were so defensively sound and, at, and on offense they were so smooth you know like they had their own big four now obviously Ron wasn't an all-star yet yeah. but he was a very good point guard in that team already yeah. Um. So I would say them. I would say the 2012-13 Miami Heat. Yeah. Or um. Yeah, like the Miami Heat that won that first, or, or somewhere between the first and second titles the Miami Heat team that went on the 27-game winning streak. That's right. Um. And uh, I and uh, the the 2014 uh, Spurs who just destroyed the Heat in those finals, four-one. If you remember. I mean uh, these. The, uh, that was actually the. Um, I, I, I don't know if I'm if the Warriors broke that record this year, but that mm-hmm. was the the, the the biggest point differential in the finals ever. The way the sports beat the Heat right. two years ago. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure the Warriors. The Warriors may have beaten that by now because their point differential is the, the greatest in, in NBA history in like 45 years or something. Wow. Um, so, so which one? So yeah, the it's three great.
1: Teams, do you think comes the closest? I I agree. I think those are the three teams that that would have any shot at all?
0: Uh, I would say the heat. I would say that the heat in uh, in their prime because uh, uh, they, they were a very, very good defensive team. LeBron was at the peak of… I think that was the best LeBron in, in, in 2012 thirteen not that, not that he's like way worse now, but I think that was his absolute peak. Um, and Wade and Bosch were playing very efficient basketball and they played, uh, they played a great defensive game. Um, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I I'd probably pick them as well. Mostly again because of defensive reasons, because I think those those guys played some really intense like pressure defense that um, the Warriors just did not see from anybody, uh, yep. spe- especially yep. Cleveland. Because Cleveland is for all the offensive so, firepower that they had, they just like weren't the right matchups in terms of defensive um, pressure and stuff like that. So I, I think like that's probably it. But at the same time, I don't know if that Miami team was. As offensively, you know, as yeah,
0: clicked this well, yeah. So yeah. Uh, it, the offenses it's are then the NBA offenses are, are getting better every year. So like every year, you'll see something like what the Rockets did this year was yeah. was incredible too. Um, but 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 see, uh, here's my question, my like brief interjection question before you get to your second part. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the Spurs, if Kawhi was healthy, would have given these uh, Warriors a better shot? Would have been better against the Warriors than the Cavs? Because I think so. I think. Uh, we were robbed of. That was going to be the best series of the playoffs for me if Kawhi had stayed healthy. And uh, thanks to Zaza, we were robbed of that.
1: Yeah, I, I would say yes and no. I think, like, Greg Popovich is a genius and he would have figured out a strategy that pushes Golden State more than anything else. But I still think that Cleveland had the better players and, like, San Antonio, like, Kawhi is amazing. San Antonio is amazing. But, I just felt like they don't have enough firepower. We always say that about the Spurs. But uh, I, I just think that it, it would have gone longer purely because of Greg Popovich and not necessarily because it was a better team than Cleveland. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. I, obviously, Cleveland is a better team on paper. But I just think that the way the Spurs defended, the way they spread the ball, and, and Kawhi... Uh, Kawhi is like one guy who, who would have done a better job defending Kevin Durant than anyone else in the league. Absolutely. Um, and for that for that glorious first quarter of Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals when the Spurs were up 20-something. And, and, like, Kawhi, before he got hurt, he already had, like, 27 points in two and a half quarters, you know? He had completely outplayed all yeah. of... Um, yeah. And, actually, it, it was very reminiscent of the first game of the season between the Spurs and the Warriors, if you remember. Mm-hmm. when this When the uh, the Warriors destroyed the... Spurs, when the Spurs destroyed the Warriors by like, 30 points. Yeah. Um, but I... I agree with you that the, the Cavs look better on paper, but I actually feel that the Spurs would have made it a tougher series. Yeah, just because I, of defense.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's fair. That's, that's definitely fair. Uh, we were definitely robbed off by Zaza Pachulia, um, who should not be playing on a basketball court. He should like,
0: move him to UFC <laughs> or something like that. I gotta say, I was super disappointed that, you know, in the post-game celebrations, uh, Doris did not ask Zaza a question. She went around with, to everybody Yeah, and I just wanted to hear drunk Zaza's speech.
1: <laughs> Drunk Zaza would probably have to be cut off from TV.
0: Um, Drunk just, Zaza, I mean, so, Sober Zaza has, said, has basically, uh, he, he, he has one of my top five uh, Hall of Fame uh, post-game speeches. Nothing easy. We're <laughs> <because laughs> going to seven, game seven, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zaza. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, just Google Gaga. Uh, it's not Gaga. <laughs> Lady Zaza Uh, just google Zaza uh, game 7
1: yeah it it is a soundbite for the ages Uh, my second question then Karan was um, and I believe you 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 might be one of the only few people who are ready to be bold
0: about this Uh, is this team better than MJ's Bulls and uh, I hey and I put this on Twitter after game 3 when they had that big comeback win over Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the Cavs. Like, I think they scored the last eleven points on the road in like a very hostile environment. Um, it's that proved to me that this isn't just a talented team. This is also a very mentally strong team. Like, this is a team that can like go into a hostile environment and like feel all that pressure of success of being perfect in the playoffs and and come back and win big. Um, so, you know, all those questions about oh, were they mentally strong enough as a '90s team? I think this team is. Um, now, uh, I have a lot of respect for the, for, for the, the Bulls. And I think as a whole, uh, the Warriors obviously haven't achieved this much. They, they've had two rings in the last three years. And it's one of the greatest three-year stretches in NBA history. But there's ob- obviously been more successful teams uh, over a stretch of the period. But I think in their peak, if you take both teams at their best for a seven-game series, I feel these Warriors will take it. I think, I think they are now the, the greatest in their peak team in NBA history.
1: Man, I think you're drinking way too much Kool Aid. <laughs> we are talking about I, Michael Jordan's Bulls here, who have never I know. lost
0: a final series. I know it happens because they never faced the Warriors. <sighs> oh, like
1: it's, I'm not, I'm not ready uh, to go there yet. I think uh, I, I completely agree with you on the mental strength aspect. Because even, even last year, even, uh, even the last two years, the Golden State Warriors, no matter how free flowing and how smooth their game was, they felt like. If they had if they were up to against proper competition, they were a bit fragile. And this yeah. year they don't. And yeah, yeah. obviously having Kevin Durant helps. And now that they've won a title that that kind of mental strength will even go to greater places. But we're talking about the king or the greatest of all time of not just basketball, but of mental strength here in Michael Jordan.
0: So I'm not I, I'm not ready I'm not ready to go and, there yet. And that's why it goes and that's why it goes seven games. Like I'm, I'm, I'm giving Michael Jordan the credit of being better than LeBron James, and being able to carry this, like playing way better against these Warriors than LeBron did. So this mm-hmm. is also a shot at LeBron, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but, and, and, and hey, listen, Jordan's gonna be the greatest player on that on that court easily. Like he's gonna be better than. But I think overall, the, the what the Warriors bring with their depth, and just their shooting and the offense. And I know that this is a very, like, moot conversation because, like, first of all, it's, you know, it's it's kind of pointless to talk about this. And uh, also, if, if the Bulls played, like, wh- whose rules are we following? Are we playing the three-point era? Are we playing the hand-check era? So, it's, well, you know, it's obviously different. But I just feel that uh, it's, it's, it's time. To, I, th- I think history will look on. People are not very, uh, like, people don't really anoint greatness straight away. Like I remember the ninety six Bowls when they when they were seventy two and ten, a lot of people still thought, Oh, you know what, the eighty five Celtics or eighty six Lakers or whatever would have been better. And like history sort of made us look them in a more favorable light. And mm-hmm. I think the same will happen with these Warriors.
1: Uh, I'm not I'm not ready yet. Maybe if they win another couple of titles in a row, then that then it's easier to say this but uh-huh. let's let's just wait and see, shall we? I'm still waiting for a Draymond implosion next year, or Clay to <laughs> want his own team and this dynasty to end. Because I can't I can't see it end any other way other than from inside.
0: Um, fair enough. And while we're looking to the future, uh, the NBA draft is in about a week.
1: It now. is. It is. It is about a week from now, and I still remember our episode from a couple of years ago where we were so happy that Satmansen got drafted. He still hasn't played an NBA game yet but uh, you have always, to always, always, <laughs> a, always a reason for but a chicken party here and there. Uh, you you're excited about the draft? Are you? Are
0: so, not... even as a neutral, like I'm obviously not a neutral, I'm a Knicks fan, but even if I was a neutral, I'd be excited because it's just fun to see sort of like legacy team high picks, you know, what yeah. what the first pick, the Lakers and 76ers. Uh, if, if, it would have been great if the Knicks were top 5 too, just to kind of add that to the legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, situation, but uh, I'm excited. I, I think it seems Markel Foles is almost guaranteed to be the number one pick. That's right. Uh, the real action will begin with your Lakers and a certain Mister Lonzo Ball. So what happens? Well, t- tell me what do you want to happen and what do you think will happen as a Laker fan?
1: I, I think the both are the same. Uh, I, I think we Lakers will go with Lonzo Ball. I'm I'm super impressed. I'm excited about Lonzo Ball. I think that over time. Uh, Lavar Ball's presence will not matter anymore. There's like, there is a ceiling to which his his idiocy can come in the middle of things. But uh, I, I'm excited about Lonzo. He's a he's a special talent. Uh, he's obviously not. He's not perfect. He's not one of those LeBron type guys who who know who you know will change the course of your franchise forever. But I'm excited. I'm excited about him more than anybody else um, who comes after. Look, I, I I can like talk myself into Josh Jackson or uh, or Darn Fox or some of the other guys. But Lonzo is one of those players who gets you really excited. I, I I don't know if you feel that way or if it's just me hoping for the best. Karan,
0: I I think that yes, among like after Foles, he's probably the best pure basketball talent, mm-hmm. and like. If in, in a vacuum, if or if you're playing like, you know, NBA 2K17, he will be the second pick. But but I just can't shake that whole... You know, like, say that uh, somebody like, I don't know, like, like, Josh Jackson or De'Aaron Fox or Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. Like, s- say that they're ni- 90% as good as Lonzo, you know. But they have, like, 30% of the drama. I think a lot of teams would, would, would just not want to take the risk because I... I'm kind of wary of the, the LaVar Ball experience you know like say I, I think I, I don't know if I, if we talked about this earlier like say we're two weeks into the season and D'Angelo Russell is still starting over Lonzo and LaVar starts like trashing Luke Walton trashing, trashing like D'Angelo mm-hmm. like that's going to create like locker room drama or say that when you know um, I don't know like s- s- say he becomes a free agent and, and his dad is a very difficult negotiator I think a lot of NBA teams are going to think Long term, like that. Not not saying no one will pick him, but I feel if it's close, if if any other player is even ninety percent of the talent he is, th- that other player might get, uh, you know, just based on just based on the, the lack of jump, might might get. I,
1: I, I agree. I agree. I think in principle, but I just don't feel that anyone is that ninety percent there yet. Uh, even some of the other guys are like way too raw at this point for. Uh, for you to kind of pass up on somebody who could potentially be as good as Lonzo, so I, I'm I, I'm fully on the Lonzo Ball bandwagon, and especially yeah. someone who's got a name like Ball. <laughs> like, some of these things are like written. I'm gonna,
0: gonna buy the the zo for whatever five hundred dollars if he prob- becomes a Laker.
1: I probably won't, but uh, <laughs> and and that means I won't be a big baller.
0: But, <laughs> uh, yeah you're not a big body. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's fine I think I can live with that <laughs> what, do, what do you think will happen to your Knicks who are you hoping that they get
0: Um, I am hoping against Hope because like his stock is rising but I hope his stock doesn't rise too much that Monk falls uh, to, to number 8 for the Knicks yeah
1: I, I love that guy's game it's uh, I, it's just very Knicks-y. I know he's
0: precise but he. If, if that makes sense uh, that's an insult, but <laughs> no, I mean, like,
1: he, he reminds me of one of those '90s Knicks kind of guys. Like he, he just,
0: does. He, John Starks with more uh, yeah. shooting ability. Yeah, exactly. Um, he, he he can get hot like a microwave. And uh, uh, yeah, he's undersized. But you know what? In in today's NBA, like so many teams are just playing with two small guys. Yeah. And um, I, I, th- I think I think he, he'll be he'll be a great addition. I really love De'Aaron Fox too, who was Malik's. Um, Backcourt mate in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a good draft for point guards. You know, Uh, like the whole the new generation coming in. So, yeah, should be it should be fun to watch. I'm I'm looking forward to the draft. That's
1: exciting. Uh, So it should be good, and then we have free agency to follow after that. So we're gonna have lots to talk about in a few weeks' time, in two or three weeks' time. For sure. For sure. Any any sneak previews as to what uh, what big deals you're expecting at free agency this
0: time? Who who even is a free agent now? I mean, like so, like I, I, we, we know LeBron, Steph Curry, uh, LeBron, Steph, and uh, Durant, Durant aren't. Yeah, that's, all,
1: that's not changing this year at least. Um, there's Chris Paul. There's Blake Griffin potentially. There's uh, Gordon Hayward. There's and there's the drama with Paul George and Jimmy Butler's trades as well that could potentially. Uh, alter things in the universe of basketball. Uh, do, do you think anything anything big might happen? I, I'm keen Je- to see where Chris Je- Paul and Blake Griffin headed and what what happens to the Clippers because I feel like they've run their course.
0: I uh, think they're done. The, even getting Jerry West isn't. I feel he's going to rebuild them. Yeah. I know people that think that West is going to just just make them get like make the superstars stay,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: I think he's actually going to rebuild.
1: Uh, I, I was having a chat with a friend of mine who's, uh, and we were discussing this potential scenario where we have Blake Griffin come to the Knicks in some form and Carmelo Anthony go to the Clippers in some form and then LeBron joining them in a couple of years time or in a year or two's time. Do, do you see that happening? Or the, do, you, do you want yeah. to see that
0: happening? I mean, no, because I want like, I want the East to remain good. Like LeBron is the only like, I, I know by then we probably have the Greek freak who will be like and, and, and Joel Embiid and you love this whole new sort mm-hmm. of influx of talent in the East yeah. but I, I, I always I'm always hoping for the opposite I want the star players from the West not all of them but like at least two or three mm-hmm. to come to the East and just like even up the talent a little bit yeah. right now the West has just everybody like you know f- forget even the Warriors but you know Kawhi and Westbrook and Harden and Anthony Davis and Boogie and there's like you can go on and on and on Rudy Gobert's co- on, coming up like, yeah, so many of the top players in the NBA are in the West. True. So, true. yeah, I, uh, but what are we talking about? Free agency. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I think Gordon Hayward is done,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, I think Jimmy Butler stays in Chicago. Yeah. Paul George, uh, that we'll see what happens. We'll see who takes that risk because he wants to. He wants to just play for LA, apparently. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah,
1: yeah it's uh, exciting stuff. I'm I'm keen to see whether. Chris Paul moves to the Spurs if that happens, and him and Kawhi would be some, that'll be fun. S- some some amount of hope for anybody stopping the Golden State train.
0: That'll be a lot of fun. I mean, uh, I, I'm not I'm not the biggest Chris Paul fan in the world, but he is super talented, and uh, he, he he's is exactly. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, he, he is he is super talented, and him, Popovich, Kawhi Leonard, they, we could see something happen there.
0: That's gonna be incredible. Yeah, uh,
1: on that note, I think it's time to end episode number 48, episode number Nazi Muhammad. Uh, <laughs> thanks to everybody as usual for joining us. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, if you want to ask us some questions, if you want to connect with us on Twitter, we are at Hoopistani and at, at underscore goshik 7 on Twitter. The podcast is at Hoopdarshan, and we are also available. On the same name on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, and a host of other places. So we are like LaVarpon <laughs> everywhere.
0: <laughs> oh, we're gonna—he's gonna be really everywhere for the next week. He, he even,
1: I think I think it's gonna be funnier if he's not on the Lakers. Like it Levar, might be. Lavard Pod
0: bon will be go the fun- crazy. It might be the funniest draft night moment in history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. or, or, or before we go, one last one last thing. Mm-hmm. Do you even care that they're giving the MVP award in 10 days? Oh my god, I completely <laughs> like, forgot like about the that. The fact that <laughs> we have not adjusted with the NBA season and then 10 days or not uh, broken. Yeah, that MVP. needs
1: to change. Next like, year. It
0: won't even matter.
1: Yeah, that needs to yeah, change. They have to year. change it. Uh, they,
0: they can still have this up, but maybe do it in a break between the regular season and the playoffs or whatever or just not have a stupid award show exactly Yeah.
1: not, <laughs> n- not have Drake yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's way too much Drake in everybody's lives uh, on that note I think uh, we should say goodbye before we derail any further uh, uh, hold on we're going <laughs> oh, nice <laughs> uh, hashtag India basketball